Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello, and a big shout out to all of my international audience and fans, those who are local, those who are national. And I, first of all, I want to thank all of you for tuning into the Transformation for Success show and your support this past year. I want you to keep on listening and share with your friends and colleagues that if they miss my show live, they can download it later for their listening pleasure. On today's show, I am very excited about the topic that we're discussing, and it's a somber topic, but I am pleased that I have an expert on the show today, Mr. Al Johnson, who's going to talk about this very important topic, and it's about bullying. And you know, when we think of bullying, often people dismiss bullying among kids as a normal part of growing up, but bullying is harmful. And many of you out there may have had children or may have been bullied yourself. And it can lead children and teenagers to feel tense and afraid. And oftentimes, it can cause them to avoid school. And even severe cases, teens who are bullied may feel they need to take drastic measures or react violently and feel, some of them, that their only consideration is suicide. And for some, the effects of bullying can last a lifetime. So today, I am so glad that I have the expert, Mr. Al Johnson, who does one-on-one tutoring for Professional Tutors of America. He is actually a published poet, and he has 13 poetry books to his credit. But more importantly, he is the expert on bullying. He's written several books and poetry books about it, and he conducts workshops all over the world to help teens and adults understand this situation that has caused so much hurt and pain for many today. So call your friends and stay tuned for today's show, or you can download it later. Now, if you're listening live and you want to ask questions of me or my guests, call in the show. Don't be shy, and we welcome your questions. The call-in number is 1-888-346-9151. I'll repeat that. That's 1-888-346-9151. 9151. We'll be pleased to take your call. Now, I'd like to introduce you to my guest today, Mr. Al Johnston. Greetings, Mr. Johnston. Uh, greetings, Dr. Young. Thank you very much for having me. Well, it is a pleasure to have you, and particularly because you are today going to be t- discussing this anti bullying training and the programs that you have done. As it, as it relates to anti-bullying, this is a subject, you know, that has caused a lot of harm and a lot in an area that has caused a lot of harm to children. And, you know, I think it even spreads over into adulthood. So thank you again for just being on the show. And, you know, uh, in doing a little bit of research about this, because really I, I don't realize, uh, many people realize that 77% of the students are bullied mentally, verbally, and physically. And that these Uh cyber bullying statistics, they're rapidly approaching similar numbers with 43% experiencing cyber cyber bullying. So we're going to talk about that today. And uh, tell me, 
how did you get involved with this type of program? Now, let me just share with the audiences, too, a little bit about you, because you're a jazz musician. You've written over 100 songs for vocal and instrumental jazz and R&B albums. So I kind of think of, like, here's this jazz musician, and he segues into anti-bullying training. So tell me, how did you get involved with this? <laughs> well, uh, actually, uh, Dr. Young, it was something that I really uh, was not thinking about at the time. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was remote, it was so remote that uh, it just wasn't there. So what happened was that I was uh, teaching the martial arts. I'm also a, a master of the martial arts. <clears throat> and I was teaching the martial arts for uh, one of the beach cities, and I had my own studio in Redondo Beach, and I was teaching special education in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, in Manhattan Beach, where this is where it all started, Manhattan Beach, California, I was asked by the powers that be at the time, or powers that were, and uh, that uh, could I start a program that wasn't a full-blown karate program, but uh-huh. one that would teach children safety, awareness, anti-bullying, and aware, and and, uh, and maybe with some uh, self-defense, but not much. Uh-huh like you would in a karate program. And right. I found that to be very interesting. And first of all, I said, why are they asking me? There are a lot of other teachers here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went out to do a re- some research for about three or four days. And I, I saw things in the bookstores like uh, don't talk to strangers, just say no, or, or uh, uh, run, or tell your parents. And, and, I, and the first thing that came to my mind because of my, mac- my background mm-hmm. is that what does a child then do if that does not work? You know, child, do they have any other options at that point in time? So I immediately said, said I think I can do better than that. Uh-huh. And I didn't know, so I went back and I said yes, but I didn't know what I was going to teach yet. I said, what am I going to teach? You know, I've already taken the challenge and accepted the challenge. Now what do I do? So I decided to revert back to when I was a child. And I okay. said, growing up in Jonesboro, Arkansas, in Kansas City, Missouri, uh-huh. and unfortunately at the time, it was a segregated environment. Mm-hmm. And so there was racial bullying going on, as well as bullying in our own segregated neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So I said, boy, if I took some of that and, and really honed in on how I felt as a child, how I right. felt the emotional debasing, the, the belittling, and mm-hmm. made to feel as if I was insignificant, and build on that, mm-hmm. could, I, could I create a powerful program? That's the way it started. So once I started it, it was for ages 5 to 15 at the, at the beginning, and it was a mm-hmm. six-week program. It is now for ages 9 to 17, and then this eight-week very comprehensive program. And the mm-hmm. more I got into it, I knew that I had found my purpose in life. Oh, that is something. You know, uh, I, I'm reflecting back, and as you talked about that, you know, going back into your childhood, you know, <laughs> I may date myself when I say this, and I don't, I don't really care, but it's basically... When I was growing up, we didn't call it bullying. We called it teasing. You know, uh-huh. we were teased. Um, and you didn't really look at it from an aspect of bullying, somebody pulling your hair or the girls uh, intimidating you. Because, you know, there used to be girls that say, well, I'm going to beat you up after school. And, I mean, you'd be walking 10 blocks out of the way so you wouldn't have to deal with that. But I'm just, you know, looking back and reflecting in my own childhood, we didn't – when did it change from, like, teasing – into bullying. And is there a difference when we talk about, oh, I was teased as a child, I was called names, um, but we didn't call it, we didn't use the phrase bullying. 
Well, you know, I think bullying, number one, at the very beginning, outside of the program, you mentioned uh, something about uh, bullying not being taken lightly. I have a poem in my book entitled exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. It cannot be taken lightly because the teasing, once the uh, child begins to tease another child or a teen, and the other child decides, well, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot back, and I'm going to say something that makes them feel worse than they made me feel. Then it gets more and more severe over time right. as they get to be older. So right. the teasing is a minor form of bullying, and then it quickly, quickly develops mm-hmm. into a more severe form of bullying, especially in middle school. That's where the severity turns in. And, you know, sometimes it even turns, I've heard, into where, well, we know this, where uh, they spread rumors. Um, I know an incident that happened with a mother whose child, I mean, they, this guy uh, went to the bathroom and somebody took a picture of him and put it around the, news, uh, the uh, school and on, you know, Facebook. And that child, this mother was telling me her child committed suicide because of that. I mean, trying to live that experience down. So you're right. These things can really, really damage human beings. So tell me, uh, what are some of the things that you're doing when you're share, you know, talking with them, these students? What is it What that I do you- in my training, uh, I, I, I studied uh, other bully, anti-bullying programs, <clears throat> and I do commend anyone who's trying to do something to help the, uh, help the young people, help the children mm-hmm. and the teens, and even the adults. But I, I notice that so many of the programs, they focus on, let's say, uh, kindness as a kindness program. And that's a fine program. And it's mm-hmm. trying, it goes to schools and it teaches everybody to be kind to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. I have nothing, nothing wrong with that. There's another program where it teaches uh, children and teens how to look out for each other. So if they see bullying by someone else, then mm-hmm. they report it or they intervene in some manner. And mm-hmm. that's I've heard of that. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I said, wait a minute. From everything that I know and growing up, from teaching this program for 32 years, wow. <clears throat> growing up as I did, uh-huh. Um, being in the martial arts, teaching special education, I know that in order for bullying to actually stop permanently mm-hmm. and effectively, it has to be done by the self-empowerment of the child that's being bullied. So how do we teach the child that's being bullied how to self-empower themselves? How do we do mm-hmm. that? So I said, I can mm-hmm. do that because mm-hmm. what we do is that the first thing that happens are words. Just like you said, the teasing. Mm-hmm. Words can harm, they can deflate, they can hurt, they can even kill. Mm-hmm. Words mm-hmm. can also empower, they can build self-confidence, they can inspire, and they can heal. Yes. And so in my program, I teach the latter, and I do it with poetry, I do it with music. And the okay. kids get involved in there, because it has to be a repetitious training. We do role-playing, we do awareness training. Mm-hmm. What kind of awareness? Street awareness. Body language. What is your body language like? How do you do it? Let's practice it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's role play it. Let me, let's have your peers take a look at you. So in other words, instead of me just speaking to the audience and speaking to the kids and mm-hmm. saying this is what you should do and this, you should be kind to each other, let's actually role play these things out and mm-hmm. interact and let me teach you words that you can <laughs> use to offset the negative words that the bully is using. 
how how uh, what have been some of your successes? You know, Dr. Uh, Dr. Young, I've had many successes over 32 years. And, and I bet you been, have. What has been something been, that you would say that would be outstanding or some of your, your, your more unique success stories? Let's put it that way. One of the more unique ones, and I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. One of the more unique ones was um, we, we did a, a, a DVD. We mm-hmm. have a DVD in the program where the children are actually performing the poetry and interacting and role playing it in their homes, and they were shooting the videos in the home, and they sent the, sent the DVDs to me or the mm-hmm. videos to me, and we put it all together in our music studio. Well, one of the most inspiring one that I'll, just almost brings tears to my eyes every time, I sent it to this fourteen year old young lady, <clears throat> and she wanted to do the theme song of our the anti bullies be gone song. She wanted mm-hmm. to sing it, so I sent her the track. And she sang the song, and she sent it back. And it just wasn't quite powerful enough with her voice to make the impact that we wanted to make. But in the next letter, or next day, the mom called me and said, Mr. Johnson, and her name is Marla. I'll use just her first name, because her mom said, it's okay if I do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, Marla wants to write you a letter. And I said, okay, that's fine. So she sent me a letter. We're talking about a 14-year-old young, la- young lady. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And she sent me the letter. And in the letter, she said, Mr. Johnson, thank you so much. She said, the words in your song brought tears to my eyes and empowered me. She says, I've been bullied ever since I was a kid. But what you said in the song and what I was trying to learn to sing all of a sudden changed the way that I think. I don't care what people think about me anymore. And it was so impacting and so powerful. Oh, wow. This young lady became transformed. Just by learning the song. Well, that is absolutely admirable. And you know, it brought to my mind, which maybe you saw this, uh, the entertainer Pink, who addressed the audience, uh, and someone said, this is what every mother should tell their daughter, because her daughter had said that she didn't like herself, and the kids had been teasing her and said she looked like a boy. Mm-hmm. And she see so many taunts. I don't know if you saw this or not, but what she did was empowered her with making a video or uh, about her and all the artists who had been, you know, maybe name called, who were different and their successes. And to say that we're all, you know, made up differently. We all, but the learning to appreciate who we are. So that just ties in to this young lady having words that were done in that anti-bullying song that changed her life. Exactly. used a video presentation to change her daughter, uh, the attitude about we're all okay. One of the intriguing things that I, another one I have that's an intriguing question for you, (laughs) is that we focus a lot on, well, we do, and maybe some people don't, but we focus on that child that's being bullied but what do we do with the bully? Because well, that's, that, that, that's a very good question. That's an excellent question because when I was writing my latest book, The Bullies Be Gone Project Poetry Book, mm-hmm. I took, uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to work hand in hand and still do with children every day, so I talk to them. And every mm-hmm. time that I have, of, of, uh, I teach a program, let's say I have 20 or 25 young people in front of me, and uh, we just finished the eight-week course, 
and I says, I want you to tell me what what you got from the course, and I don't want you to say something to me that you think I want to hear. Mm-hmm. I want you to say exactly what you got from this course or what you didn't get. I says, because what you're going to do is help me improve the program by doing so. Mm-hmm. So in the book, I have messages to bullies themselves to speak okay. their inappropriate behavior. Now, those messages are delivered sometimes directly by children that are being bullied. So the children that are being bullied, if they're going to send messages to bullies to stop mm-hmm. your inappropriate behavior, the kid that's being bullied has to be power, feel and self-empowered enough to be able to deliver that message and have the self-confidence and conviction to do so. Right, And so they right. learn how to do that because we go through every stanza, we go through the vocabulary, we go through the mm-hmm. words, we mm-hmm. go through the, the role playing and the whole process. So the bullies learn all of a sudden, wait a minute, uh, maybe what I am doing and is, not, is not the proper thing to do. Now, does it mean that they're automatically going to change quickly just like that? No, but we start getting them thinking about it. Well, you know what? We're going to talk more about this because I'm very intrigued about the messages that the bullies are giving and how do we deal with the parents of bullies? How do we deal with the parents of those who are being bullied? So, listeners, I want you to stay right there. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the program Transformation for Success today. My guest is Mr. Al Johnson, who's the creator and founder of the Bullies Be Gone Project, and he's working with students that are ages 9 through 17 and adults. So since 1985, he's been involved with thousands of children, teens, and adults to talk about anti-bullying and how we can make 
safe environments for our children, particularly at school. So thank you, Al, again for being on the show. And pardon me for calling you Al, but I just feel like I know you, and I'm just absolutely Please resonating do, Dr. Young. with thank the you. work thank that you. you're doing. And I want to congratulate you and applaud you for the work that you are doing. Now, before we went on break, we were talking about how there are a lot of uh, focuses on the child or the teenager that's being bullied. And then not, I wanted to know and explore what's being done with the bully uh, and how, and you explained that, that you address that and address the bully themselves. And so, but basically um, my question was, as I began to think about this during our little break, was bullies, the fact that bullies may come from homes where they see that example, there's bullying going on in the home from either parent or they're being bullied. So can you address that? Are there statistics about bullies and the homes they come from? (laughs) Uh, The statistics and looking up the statistics and and, uh, recent ones, um, I did not uh, get any about exactly uh, pinpointed statistics about bullying coming from the homes. However, I did read a couple of articles involved with that, which inspired me to write this particular poem, if I may read it to you. Absolutely. And it, and it says, "Parent." the title of it is, Parents Don't Bully Each Other. Kids learn from what their parents say and do. If mom and dad are somehow bullying each other, kids will see then guess what their kids might likely soon do. Parents, please don't bully each other. Doing so is a huge mistake. You may not be aware, but you're probably training your children to respond to other kids the very same way. Mom and Dad, if you're bullying each other and your kid gets in trouble for bullying at school or on the Internet too, most of the blame could be placed squarely on you. No one is insisting as parents how you should run your household. However, by not bullying each other as adults, you increase the chances of your kids not becoming a bully tenfold. Parents, please don't bully each other. To not bully each other is a healthy thing for your kids and you. No kid deserves to be bullied because they're different, small, overweight, or for any other reason. The same holds true, mom and dad, for the person you're married to. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners today, because, you know, that was a question I had, because we know sometimes uh, what happens in the home is emulated with the child. And, you know, Mr. Johnson, I don't know if you remember these these posters many years ago, they had the it was sort of like uh, the, the guy that's on the beach. And uh, there's this guy, this scrawny-looking guy, and he goes and picks on the guy Uh and maybe Uh knocks him down. And then the guy goes and works out and gets himself fit, and then he comes back, and he's, you know, have you seen that? (laughs) I just had a flashback. (laughs) I remember that. I remember that, yes. So So, I'm aging myself, too. (laughs) I do do remember that. But you know what? That that's the fit, in essence part of that is is realistic because as, as a martial artist, so when I tell people that I'm a master of the martial arts, uh, martial arts, excuse me, and they think that I teach kids to fight to end a bullying problem. I know I do not ever teach kids to fight one of my to solve a bullying problem. <laughs> what we do teach them, mm-hmm. and what I do teach them, and those who work with me, is I teach them controlling and escaping techniques to a respon- until a responsible adult is on the scene. And the reason for doing that is because 
99.9% of the time when a bullying incident occurs, especially at school or anywhere else, but especially at school, uh, there is no adult there when the bullying mm-hmm. is actually occurring. The adult comes after the fact. Right, well, right. Well, a, 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 uh, a blow, a push, a shove, uh, or a punch, or whatever occurs in a split second. Mm-hmm. So a child needs to know, or a teen needs to know something about how do I get out of this without actually fighting? How do I actually control this person and walk them to the office if necessary in pain? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how do oh, I get gosh. an adult here in a hurry? By controlling. These are special techniques that I do teach in the comprehensive program. That's why it's comprehensive. Because I want to cover, I want the words that the kids learn, mm-hmm. the, the awareness skills they learn, the uh, techniques that we teach them to be enough. But if it gets to the point where it does get physical, I want them to be able to control, not to fight. Controlling is not fighting. Right. And sometimes we have to explain that to school administrators. I and, bet. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but that's exactly what I do. One of the things I want to – you asked me some of the training. Mm-hmm. One of the first things that, that after the awareness training that I teach uh, children and teens mm-hmm. is uh, a technique called hitting the light switch. And okay. the audience can, can, can do this with the children that they serve or the children that they raise. I'll have a class of 25 children sit in the middle. They're sitting down, and usually mm-hmm. in a yoga-type position because I like for it to be uniform. Mm-hmm. And I have them look up at the lights. Mm-hmm. And I says, I want you to continue to look at the lights while I go over to the light switch. And they have no idea. So I'm going to ask you a question after, the, after, after I finish coming from the light switch. Mm-hmm. and they're looking. I says, maintain your focus on the lights. And I go over and I hit the light switch a number of times, flick it back and forth five or six times. Then I come back and I ask them, how long did it take for the lights to go on and off? Well, I get answers, you know, half a second, a second, two. They're, they're, they're right. They, they know mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A nanosecond or whatever. And I said, yeah, that's exactly right. So what I am, with this hitting the light switch, the light switch is in your mind. It's in your brain. So when the bully gets in front of you and confronts you, you have to immediately hit the light switch. And when you hit the light switch in your brain, you have to do three things. You have to relax, you have to react, and you have to respond. And I teach you Okay, I'm going to write that down. So people, relax. React. React and respond. And respond. I call them the three R's. Three R's, okay. They learn the three R's, and they learn how to do it. And so, basically, what we're doing and what I'm do- trying to do and those that I, that I train to teach this is we want kids to be able to do, do the unexpected because what confuses the bully, the bully wants the power. The bully gets the power by the voice, by phys- uh, physicality, but they mm-hmm. get the power. As soon as they know that they have the power over another kid, mm-hmm. then they're going to exploit that power. So what we have to do and what the kid has to do, the, the, the teen or the child has to do, is they have to immediately reverse that by hitting the light switch and knowing how to relax, relax and respond. And that's what okay. they're taught to do. Now, now tell me, Mr. Johnson, what happens when you have a cyber bully and you don't really know who it is that's passing your picture around or who's taking a picture of you in an uncompromising situation or even... Some of these teens, I understand, send these boys some pictures 
of themselves, and then those pictures get tossed around. Now, that's is that what we call cyberbullying, and how, how do you handle that? The way that I handle that is that mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're, I have about three tra- – all my poems are training poems. They're just not oh. – poems to read. They're for training purposes. Right, right. And so uh, I have three in, uh, mainly directed toward that. One's called Rumors Online. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, there's four. And uh, you hide in front of a, uh, a computer and uh, social skills, too. And mm-hmm. basically, those are words. What happens is in so many situations, I remember how I felt as a child when I was being bullied the way I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt insignificant, I felt hurt, I felt lousy, I felt weak, I felt all those things. Therefore, mm-hmm. for, and I'm, I'm going to lead into what you're, what you, the question you just asked me. There are four things that normally uh, children over 32 years of teaching this have told me. This has been the four answers that predominantly come up when mm-hmm. I ask them exactly how did you feel? How did you feel? Yeah. How did you feel when you were being booked? When you first initially saw whatever you saw online, how did mm-hmm. you, or how did you feel when a bully got in your face and called you a name and so forth and so on? Mm-hmm. So on. Here are the four answers that I got from children. I've gotten mm-hmm. gotten these are the predominant ones. Mm-hmm. One, I did not know what to say. Mm-hmm. Two. I did not know what to do. Three, I was scared and confused. Four, I felt lousy and weak. Wow. So So it was a physical physical reaction. Yes, yes. So in the cyberspace bullying, we use words. I says, look, okay, you don't know who this is coming from, or you may or may not know who this is coming from. And so how do you respond to it? Well, they are posting pictures or they're saying vulgar words, uh, nasty words, and sexting is what they call it sometimes. They're doing those things. And you need to be able to say things back. And some kids have done it on their own. They, okay. It doesn't bother them. They says, okay, yeah, it bothers me. It's on the Internet. But guess what? You can't deflate my mental toughness. Okay. Most of the children and teens do not have mental toughness. They just don't have it. And so what we have to do and what I do is I teach them the mental toughness with these words and with these actions. So we try and address it that way. It's a tough subject. And it's it really tough is. to do. And I go to even others with, uh, who teach cyberspace, and we try and put everything together. Mm-hmm. I put their skills and their techniques together. I use it with words. You can paste this back as an answer to the bully who's doing this and see what mm-hmm. happens. Show mm-hmm. them that this is not affecting you. Show them that what you're doing is a waste of time. It's baseless. It yes. has no meaning. Okay. That's, that's very good uh, of doing that. Uh, I think, it, and it's probably very effective because the person really wants to get an effect out of you, wants to get a reaction out of you. So exactly. if, if they can't get that, and they can't see a physical reaction, but they're trying to get a word reaction out of you. You know, um, how do you, do you see your anti-bullying program expanding? Because I know you're in several school districts. How, how much do you see this really taking off? Uh, I anticipate the program and see it expanding nationwide and mm-hmm. worldwide, um, basically. And the, the, recent, the books that I just uh, wrote, the one I think you have a copy of, of mm-hmm. the one, the Bullies Be Gone Project Poetry Book, with that book is a uh, parent-teacher manual. 
Right. And along with a student uh, workbook or student guide where mm-hmm. the teachers can actually teach the program and actually teach the program in the classroom as supplemental education. Having been in the classroom and having been a teacher for 32 years, I, I mean, for 25 years, excuse me, I know exactly pretty much what goes on in a classroom. Right. So I wrote the book and I wrote the manuals and the guides to also address common core standards that are nets, uh, required for school districts across the country. Yeah. So vocabulary, critical thinking, creativity, writing, and reading. They're so all part all of that. detailed in that, yes. They're there. That's so great. The, I, I noticed same, that. Yes, 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 exactly. So at the same well, time, I, the I children think are learning. I, I think that's marvelous that you included that so that it standards. does meet the standards of the common core competencies across the nation. Yes. I have and another I, question, Al, too, because is this a global problem since, uh, I don't like the word problem, challenge, because we have a number of global listeners, and I, how much is this uh, bullying uh, taking place in other countries? Now, as far as I know, I will not uh, be specific because I don't know all of the different countries, and but I know in certain countries... Mm-hmm. There, it's more severe, and others it's less severe. I have not done in-depth studies on that, to be mm-hmm. truthful. So I'm not sure any, what particular countries are that way. But that is right. something I want to do once I brand it in the United States and across, mm-hmm. you know, across the United States. Mm-hmm. And then I would like to hear from others in other countries who are mm-hmm. who are having that type of difficulty or think that there might be a need for it, and then maybe we can collaborate and and um, start a program in their country. I'd like right. for it to be transfer I'd like for it to right. be uh, the books to be uh, put in different languages. I was just curious, you know, because uh, so much of what we do here is emulated by other teens in other countries, you know, because they exactly. watch television and they see some of the stuff that's going on here. I was curious, and, and I hate to bring up this subject, but it, it appears more and more of these incidents are happening. And I know that you've recently begun uh, teaching children and teens role-playing drills if gunfire breakouts around them, no matter where they are. Can you elaborate on this? Because this has taken us to another level. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so, someone told me, actually, Dr. Young, so you're, you were ahead of your time. Because I was actually teaching this. Remember, I've taught the program for 32 years, right? I was actually teaching this, I think, after probably about the fifth year. So I've been teaching it for 27 years. And because of where I came from... I I think, and I believe, and I think it's unlikely that anyone that has an anti-bullying program has had the background that I've had and the experience that I've had. Okay. So I, I approach it differently, and I approach it uniquely. So to answer your question, I have children because I was in the military. I served four years in U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. I was in the military, and I, I, I went through some drills and some training, and we learned how to basically learn to fight, you know, if necessary, with guns around, things of this nature. So I said, do I need to teach children this? this we're talking about 20-some years ago I was saying this. I said, do I need to teach children what to do if gunfire breaks out? They're mm-hmm. walking through the mall and with their, with their parents, and maybe there's, 
uh, two gangs that decide that they want to you know, start gunfire, which could happen, whatever. And uh, what do they do? What does the family do? How do they do it? How do they, how do they get out of that situation or hopefully get out of that situation? I said, okay, use my military background and start teaching it. I had to go to the parents, actually, and ask them for permission. I said, I'm I want sure to teach you your did. child about uh, gun safety. <laughs> and if it breaks uh-huh. out, is it okay uh-huh. <laughs> to do this? We won't use any guns. But I got a little wooden thing here, but I'm going to teach them because I think they need to know. And so I teach him how to dive. I teach him how to drop. I teach him the military crawl. I teach what I, oh, wow. what I try and do in my program, not try and do it, I do it. What I do in my program is I want the child to be well-rounded. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whatever bullying said, that's bullying too. If gunfire breaks yes. out, that's a bully. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what do you do? What can you do? We've just seen incidents. Uh, where it was unfortunate, the one in Las Vegas, and so forth. These these things are happening, so we have to teach children realistically. We well, we're going to be say, be nice to each other. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back where you can elaborate a little bit more. And how have youngsters and parents reacted to this training about gunfire breakouts? So, okay. listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back after a quick commercial break. Don't go away. There's a lot more to share. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my interview today, the first one in the year 2018 with Mr. Al Johnson, the anti-bullying expert. So, Mr. Johnson, again, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And when we went on break, we were talking about something I thought we'd never have to talk about, and that's teaching children and teens role-playing drills if gunfire breaks out around them, no matter where they are. And one of the things, uh, you know, I thought you should be teaching parents, adults about this, because maybe we could have avoided what happened in Las Vegas if people kind of knew exactly or know more appropriately what to do in case gunfire breaks out. Yeah, it's, uh, you're, you're exactly right. And I have, I have and I do teach uh, adults this also. 
But, you know, um, possibly uh, it could have some, but, you know, what this particular person had was really some high-powered stuff. Well, but that's when, true. When, when, when people, one of the drills, uh, if I may share this with you and your audience, um, and, and I, I go back to, to, um, to the drill of saying, I, I remember asking an audience, you, we saw so many people at that particular event running, and, and rightfully so. And they were running because they didn't know where the gun from, fire was coming from, and they were running, and that's the dangerous situation because with that... Wouldn't it be better that, to just drop and crawl or drop? In, if I hear, maybe some, I'm going to fall on my knees, maybe. In some cases, yes, but with that many people, it could be just as dangerous because you oh, could get trumpled. Oh, right, because they're running, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. So what you have to do is that what I teach, I, I was at an event in, in the city of Monterey, California. I was invited up by the Kinship Center to address 500 parents and teachers in training, mm-hmm. 500 parents and children uh, in training. And one of the things that I, that I asked the parents, I says, um, how many of uh, you teach your children if, if, uh, any, if danger is lurking and they see danger and, and uh, you're not around to just run, run away? So all the mm-hmm. parents raise their hand. And then I says, okay, that's great. That's what most uh, responsible parents teach their children. Now, how many of you have taught your children emergency running skills and taken them to the park or, uh, or an area or track or something and actually taught them emergency running skills at least maybe once a week? How many, par- how many hands do you think went up, Dr. Young? Not any. None. None. I know. I know. They looked at me like I was just got I out of a spaceship. <laughs> I said, uh, uh, emergency running skills? I said, Yes. Because those emergency running skills are very important, especially if gunfire breaks out. So when I'm teaching the children uh, how to do this, and, and uh, the way to do this, I would take, uh, let's say, a folding chair. And uh, with the folding chair, I will go over to one part of the room. The children's backs are turned to me. And I will just clap the chair together or take us. A, a uh, anything that would make noise like gunfire, and as soon as they hear it, they have to immediately drop into a military spread eagle position, and I teach mm. them how to do that. Then they have to military crawl. They have to yes. do the military crawl, and mm. I teach them to do that. So you've got, I've got nine-year-olds to 17-year-olds knowing how to do it, and they go back and teach their parents how to do it. Then... How do you do emergency running? Well, there's, there's about six steps that they have to know in order to do emergency running, and they have to practice them. And the six, steps, you, um, the six steps are, you, first, they have to relax because nothing can happen properly. You can't think clearly. You can't run. Uh, the muscles will not react properly if you're tense. Mm-hmm. They have to, after they relax, they learn to pump their arms in a rhythmic fashion, and we train on that. Okay. Then they learn to lift their knees up high because <laughs> if you watch a track star running, if they're running faster, the knees are higher. If they're running slower, the knees are lower. Mm-hmm. So they actually learn how to do that. Okay. And then when they're doing that, they have to learn to run mainly on the balls of their feet as opposed to being running flat-footed. Then after they do that, they, I teach them if the wind is blowing in your direction, then you have to lean forward to offset the wind because the wind could be taking you, slowing you down. So we learned wow. how to do that. 
Then, after that, this is the most important skill in your mind, after that is that you have to believe in your mind that you cannot be caught and you will not be caught. The bully is chasing you. They're not catching you, period, because wow. you're going to outrun them. Now, Dr. Young, I've had children, after we practice this drill, come back to me. I says, I can't guarantee you. I says, practice this the next time you have a race at school. I can't guarantee you're going to win the race, but you're going to run faster. Kids have come back to me and they've said, Mr. Johnson, I ran faster. Some have said, Mr. Johnson, I won the race. I never won before. That's great. That is great. That should be so rewarding to you. And, you know, it's sort of, uh, and thank you for sharing that because I think that would help somebody with just looking at, uh, me, I always said, oh, I got to lift my knees higher if I'm running. <laughs> I got to get oh, these knees going and uh, run on the balls of your feet. Oh, my goodness. And so these are good tips to know. You have given some really good information. And I like dive, drop, and in the military crawl if you're there's gunfire. And also some of the words to say relax, react, and respond. I like the three R's that you've given us today as we deal with bullies and deal with people who are confronting you. You know, that can also go in the workplace, too, because <laughs> bullying occurs in many different ways Absolutely. and in many different areas and or also out there in the workaday world Hate to do- and in the home, <laughs> in yes. the home. yes. So these are good tips for everyone, not just uh, students or teens that are dealing with bullies, but also for adults who may be experiencing some difficulties uh, and challenges. So well, you know, that's I, absolutely uh, correct. I, I didn't, wasn't thinking uh, originally about adults uh, with the program, uh, Dr. Young, but it happened to me one day in the studio if I may share this with you and your audience very quickly, is that I was in the studio where we're getting ready to fire up the information for getting ready to start the DVD that I was telling you about earlier mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the children. And uh, <clears throat> there was two young men and ahead of me, and they were just finishing their session. And they were in their early 20s, 23, 24, and they finished their session, and, and, and we introduced, uh, to, you know, we got introduced to each other, mm-hmm. and they were over by their... Uh, suitcase and getting things together, and the engineer immediately filed, uh, fired up my program, and uh, it was going and it was going, and, and and my narration came up, and one of the young men surprisingly came over to me. He says, "Excuse me." He says, "Is that is that your vo- is that you? Isn't it? Is that your voice?" I said, "Yeah, that's me." He hesitated, and he said, "Thank you." I'm going. Excuse me. I had no idea what. Thank you. He says, "Yeah, thank you." He says, I am 23 years of age. I've, I've been gay all my life. I've been bullied because of being gay. And what I just heard you say, I had never thought of before. He says, you just empowered me. He went over to his suitcase, Dr. Young, and he pulled out a dress tie. He said, this is my favorite tie, and I want you to have it. Thank you. Oh, that is such a wonderful story to share. As we have to close the show, Mr. Johnson, I really want to thank you for sharing this these this word today and these techniques that I know that have just possibly transformed somebody's life out there who needed to know all of these anti-bullying aspects. 
So I want to wish you so much success with your anti-bullying projects and much health and happiness in the future. And so to my guest out there, I want you to know that you can download and get a hold of the anti-bullying expert at www.antibullyingexpert.com. If you want to get in touch with Mr. Al Johnson or have him come and share with you, he also has a website, www.bulliesbegoneproject.com. Remember, he's a poet and a musician, and I'm sure you'll enjoy hearing from Mr. Al Johnson. So, I want to wish you so much success with these anti-bullying projects. And don't forget us seniors, us, no, a seasoned women <laughs> <laughs> and men <laughs> that need help, too. And um, so I want just one last word from you that you want to say to my listeners out there. A last word. The Quick last day. word that I would say is that um, my whole program is about self-empowerment training for mm-hmm. children and teens that prevents and protects against bullying. It is needed. Bullying is an epidemic that must be addressed in our society, and I do a pretty good job of doing it. In fact, I think I do quite well at it. And uh, And please contact me. I think you do, too. And I want to wish you, again, so much happiness and joy, because absolutely, yes, you have found your purpose, that purpose in serving others that has transformed your life. So listeners, as we wrap up the show today, I want to leave you with these words. Health, happiness, and success depends upon the fighting spirit of each person. The big thing is not what happens to us in life, but what we do about what happens to us. So tune in next week as we'll have another guest who's going to share her transformation journey that led her to some unstoppable moments. So don't forget, you can download my shows via my app, Dr. Barbara Young, and you can listen to every show I've, uh, that I have done. And I am so happy that you are listening to the Transformation for Success show with my guest today, Mr. Al Johnson. Thank you for listening and goodbye until next week. Be blessed. appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week. 